Hey friend, I'm Brittany. In today's episode, we're going to talk about five things that I don't do as a modern homesteader and how that might be able to relate to how you can homestead more and better in your daily life as a suburban homesteader. Welcome to the Homestead Challenge Podcast, where we will finally figure out how to make homesteading work in this modern world. I'm your host, Brittany, kind of crunchy mom and fellow modern homesteader. I've walked the path you're on, navigating burnout, overwhelm, information overload, serious lack of time, and uncertainty of where to even start. But I've also discovered a way to integrate homesteading into my modern busy life. If you're itching to kick off your homesteading journey on your terms, you're in the right spot. In each episode of this podcast, I'll be dishing out quick and straightforward homesteading tips, sharing home management systems, and providing modern solutions that fit seamlessly into your suburban lifestyle. Ready to turn your homesteading goals into a reality? Join me, and together we'll navigate the world of homesteading in a way that suits our lives. So grab that sourdough starter from the back of your fridge, girl. It's time to rise. So it's kind of weird to start talking about a homesteading podcast by talking about not homesteading. So I'm going to get into the things that I don't do later, but truly we cannot do it all unless you do live on a real homestead, in which case, awesome, I don't. I live in the suburbs and I actually want to stay living in the suburbs. I really like our neighborhood. I like living by people. I know that's not for everybody, but that is my situation and I think it is a lot for you guys too. So we see on Instagram all the time all of the cool homesteady things that people are doing whether it is farming or baking or homeschooling or canning. There's a million different things but if you're like me then you know that trying to learn how to do all of those things at once is a little bit stressful And you may even end up burning out eventually, like I did. So, (laughs) you know, there's, there's just, uh, talking about this is not a negative thing. Saying that we cannot do it all does sound really negative, but it's not true. What I want to do is open up the possibilities to make your specific homesteading goals happen. So a little bit about my burnout. I seriously went hard when it was the cool thing to do back in the gear that may not be mentioned. Um, you know, I started, I bought a canner. I, start, I even tried to make cheese that first like month, which went so bad. I fermented just about everything. I ended up buying a grain mill, which I do love but I don't really use very often. I just buy flour, honestly. (laughs) So, you know, we can waste a lot of money and a lot of time when we just try to do what other people are doing and not think about what we actually want to do. So I actually took a survey over on Instagram and one of the main things that people said is that they actually want to incorporate homesteading slowly over time which I think would have been a better option for me. And I think it's probably a better option for you too. Um, There's so much to learn that I didn't learn growing up. And that's not, you know, a fault of my mom either. I don't think that she learned this stuff growing up. Um, You know, over time, things kind of got lost, as we all know. 
And I want to make certain priorities about things in my home that will benefit my home the most and that are fun for me. This is really supposed to be one, you know, living more of a self-sufficient lifestyle. That's what a lot of people want to do when homesteading. So, you know, making it so you're not so reliant on the grocery store if for some reason those close down again and making it so you're more sustainable and growing your own food, being healthier, you know, knowing exactly what's going into your food if you grow it, uh, no chemicals. All of that's important, but you do have to figure out what is most important to you first. All right, so are you ready for it? Here are my five homestead things that I don't do personally. I do not homeschool. I know that it, it's, it's honestly crossed my mind a million times. I've even bought curriculum because I have a problem buying bundles of PDFs online. I don't know if anybody else has that problem. I would love to hear if you have that problem too. DM me on Instagram. But truly, um, I, I don't know. A lot of this stems from what we see online. So I see people with their nine children homeschooling. And personally, after two kids, I felt a little bit overwhelmed and we decided that that was it for my family. I'm not saying that that's right for every family. It's certainly not. Everybody has their own um you know, ways of doing things. And I think that that's important that we're all different. But for me, I do not believe that I have all that I can give to homeschool my kids. I teach them all the time when they are home, whether it's reading or actual sitting down to teach them school style or just learning in everyday life. We do a lot of learning here. So I don't leave it all up to the school system. But truly, I think that uh, there's some trained teachers that can do a better job than me at certain things. Um, yeah, so that's my personal view on that. It's definitely not right for everybody, like I said. Okay, number two. I don't have a SCOBY or Kiefer Grains. Um, if you don't know, then those are, the SCOBY is how a lot of people make kombucha. And Kiefer Grains are a way of like fermenting your milk. Uh, I do not do either of those things. I had kombucha once while I was pregnant and it made me throw up. So I'm just like not that into it. But I know some people love it and drink it every day. Again, you do you. Those are two things that I decided that a lot of homesteaders do. I'm not doing it. Third, I think a lot of you will be disappointed to know that I'm probably never going to have chickens. I was just talking about this with my husband, and we would literally rather have a cow in our suburban backyard than chickens. I think we just both don't love, like, birds in general. Um, I'm not sure why that is, but I know that I have a hard time picking up after my own kids, and I just cannot right now in this stage of life worry about cleaning out a chicken coop, which is, you know... Something that a lot of people do think is something they want to do right now. And it might save you a lot of money. We buy like two dozen eggs a week and I do buy local eggs. So our eggs are, I don't know, $6 a carton or something like that. Um, we just moved, so I don't have all my numbers straight yet. But I do buy local eggs and I am blessed enough that my local grocery store sells local eggs. So that's even better here um, for where we live now. All right, number four, I don't bake much bread. So I do have a sourdough starter. I need to pull it out of the fridge. 
and you probably do too if you have started yours before or let yours die several times or maybe you feed it every day for like months on end and don't actually do anything with it because that's totally me um so I don't bake much bread when I do have my sourdough starter going I really enjoy sourdough discard things um I think they taste really good but Having sourdough discard isn't really that healthy. It's kind of just like having another, uh, any kind of bread product, really. I mean, eating sourdough bread still is eating bread. So in general, we don't have like a ton of bread products. I'm not saying that we like eat super healthy or anything like that, but we don't have bread at every meal. I can see how in the future when these kids are teenagers that we're going to probably want bread at every meal just to, to cut some of the expense and you know make their bellies a little bit fuller because they're sometimes they can eat a lot um not quite yet but they're getting there I just don't love baking sourdough bread I love the final result I just always forget when to take it out honestly always so for me I have a recipe for a regular yeast bread that you can, you know, do in one day. You don't have to worry about setting it overnight. Uh, and it's just really simple. So if I do decide one day to make bread, then that's probably what I'm going to do. But as far as the sourdough, I like, uh, there's like um, cast iron skillet sourdough discard meals. Uh, and then I also really like to make English muffins. Those are super easy to make. And I just make it at night. And then you have to do it first thing in the morning you bake it so it's it's honestly really easy it's not it's for me it, you don't have to think as much as making actual sourdough bread and number five i just don't have a farm in general i do not plan to have farm animals i do not plan to garden all of our food do i plan on having a garden absolutely i'm very excited we moved into a new house this year and there is no garden. So we will be building that out this year. Uh, unfortunately, my husband's actually going to be gone a lot of the first half of the, the year, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I'm going to try my very best to build as big of a garden as I can. So I definitely plan on doing that, but I don't plan on having a fully functioning farm anytime soon. I am truly a suburban girl, and if you're here, you probably are too, or that might be the stage of life you're currently in and you do plan on having a homestead someday. Either way, you don't have to want a whole farm. I certainly don't. So with that being said, what are some homestead things that I actually do do? Oh man. <laughs> so I, as I said, love to bake with my sourdough discard. I definitely love to garden. I have plants inside and out. Herb gardening is certainly my favorite because I feel like it's no fail. I also do, you know, vegetable gardening and things like that, but sometimes it turns out really bad, especially at my old house. I had just like no sun in the backyard. So herbs are so much easier, so much easier to garden. So if you haven't started a garden yet, I would probably start doing the herbs, even in pots. It's, it's so easy. And they're not that hard to kill. And if you do kill them, like right before they die, you can cut them off and then just use them fresh. And that way it's not a big waste. So I really love doing that. Let's see. What are some other things that I do? 
Uh, I'm not in the habit of doing it right now after our move, but right before the move, I was canning chicken broth probably every other week. So I have a whole routine for from start to finish from baking an entire chicken in the oven to using that for two to three different meals and then making the bone broth from it. So if you want to know a little bit more about that, I would love to know if that's something that you're interested in knowing that routine for. It's super easy. It's one of my favorite things to can because it's not fussy. Super easy to make and I actually do uh, my broth and the chicken in the Instant Pot, which I don't use the Instant Pot for a ton, but that alone has paid for it just by making all of that bone broth. And then aside from canning, you know, random jams and things when it is in season in the summer, I would say the last really homesteady thing I do is make a lot of my own cleaners and cleaning supplies. I definitely am going to do an episode on that very soon. I know that there are so many recipes on the internet. I've seen a lot of complicated ones and I've also used some that don't really work. So I'm going to share what I use and it's really, really simple. And there's also some things that I would consider kind of homesteady, even if you don't want to make your own. There are some products that I'm going to share that I really like that you can buy if you don't want to make your own. I compost. I am not, I have not really restarted mine since moving to this house. Uh, I do have it going. I, we just have a tumbler. It's really easy for me to do and to turn over. As we build a new garden this year, I'll probably also do an in-ground compost, but before we were living in military housing, so there was just really no way for me to do anything but a tumbler. And that is like, it's so easy to do. Uh, Mine wasn't that expensive. I mean, it's relative. It was probably like $150 for the tumbler. So that's obviously way more expensive than just doing compost in the ground. But the tumbler makes it just honestly so easy. There's no smells. I think when I had first thought about doing composting, I was like, this is absolutely going to be so stinky. Like, I don't want to do it. There's no smell at all. Really, I've never had an issue. So definitely do that. And then last but not least, I do make a lot of my own herbal remedies. If you've been following along with me over the last year, that was kind of the love affair that I had last year. Um, I feel like each year, I, you know, my attention gets drawn in different spaces. The year before was definitely canning. And then this year was definitely herbs. So I have learned so much and I would love to share a lot of that with you. It kind of scares me to put out any kind of medical related anything on the internet because obviously herbs are not like your traditional medicine where it's not like every person can take this one thing to fix this problem that they're having. Um, it's a lot more complicated than that, but there are a couple things that I, I feel like are tried and true and are really gentle and kind of work, you know, for everyone in, in certain situations. So I do want to share some of those things. Um, I know that there's a lot more experienced herbalists that can definitely provide a lot better information than myself on some of that, but I have, oh my goodness, learned so much. I've taken Many different courses. If you can't tell, I'm kind of a course junkie and I've read many books. I've, you know, experienced things. I've learned about foraging. I've 
I've kind of done it all. So that was my love affair for this year. We'll see, you know, what it might be next year. I think that now that I kind of found my loves in doing, I would say my, my biggest homesteading loves are herbs and then some practical canning, because I've definitely done some impractical canning as well. So I think I want to kind of hone in on those skills this year, um, step back and really make these things a routine in my regular life. So I hope that you're with me on that. That's what we're going to be here to do. So this episode was really just about an introduction to what my homesteading is about. Whether you consider it a homestead or not, that's fine. I consider myself a modern homesteader or a suburban homesteader, even though I definitely don't have a real homestead. You can call yourself whatever you want. Natural living, um, crunchy, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. That's what I am, and that's what I'm here to talk about on this podcast. So I really hope I really hope you're going to enjoy all the tidbits I have to share and together slowly over time we're going to figure out how to make these things work in our daily lives um in ways that are just habit. I feel like I've always had to, you know, oh my goodness, I have to do this thing, so it has to be a big project on the weekend. Or it has to, you know, I have to set aside a couple days to learn how to do this. Well, most of us don't have the time to think about that kind of stuff, especially if you have a family. It's Things get so busy. And we all know that we need to slow down and find, you know, find some time to do the, these important things, especially if any of them align with the values for your family. So we have a little bit of homework this week. I hope that you will do. I want you to write out what homesteading things you really actually want to do. And I don't mean the things that you want to do in the future. I mean the things that you want to do maybe come January on a weekly basis. So what are some really practical things you can start incorporating pretty much right now? And I want you to tally up the time that you think that those will take you to do in that week. So maybe it's, I want to can broth every other week or every week. And then tally up how many hours that actually is going to take you. I want you to, what else could it be? Uh, Make my own cleaning supplies or finally make that elderberry syrup that you've been wanting to make. How much time is that actually going to take? And tally it all up and see how many hours that really is. And then for a bonus, I want you to look at how many hours that really takes. And this one we haven't talked about yet, but we will talk about in the future. Go on to whatever kind of device you have, mobile device. Uh, On mine, it's called, let's see, um, it's called Digital Wellbeing on Android. I'm not really sure what it's called on the iPhone, but I know that they have it. And look how many hours a day or a week you're on your phone. So hopefully that might let you know that you might actually have time to do these things that you want to do. Or maybe I'm the only one here that uh, looks at their phone time and is a little bit horrified. And maybe that will let you know that you don't have time to do those things. Which if that's the case, then... I would be surprised personally. 
but hopefully it actually gives you some encouragement to know that, okay, like, yeah, all right, we got to make some changes here and we are not going to be able to do it all, but there's certainly time in my days to work at this slowly and to incorporate what you really want to incorporate. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining me on this first episode. I'm really excited to work on all these things together and Please let me know that homework um, over on Instagram. If you end up writing any of this stuff out, uh, take a picture and tag me. I'd love to see it. All right. Talk to you later. Hey, thank you so much for joining me on another episode of the Homestead Challenge podcast. I hope our time together has empowered you to take meaningful steps on your homesteading journey. If you've enjoyed our conversation and found value in today's tips, please take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your feedback means the world to me and it helps others discover the podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at Brittany L. Gibson. The link is in the show notes. Share your favorite takeaways from the episode, ask questions, or suggest topics of what you'd like to hear in the future. For an even deeper dive into the homesteading community, join our Facebook group where other suburban homesteading mamas share their experiences, ask questions, and support each other on their unique homesteading journeys. Just search for the Homestead Challenge community on Facebook and request to join. Remember, every small step on your homesteading path is a victory. Whether you're nurturing plants on your windowsill or mastering the art of sourdough, you're making a difference. Keep at it. Until next time, let's watch our homesteads flourish together.